Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, joining me always, Christopher William. I'm Glasson. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Bit cold. Got pissed on this morning. Not in the in the golden shower way. Just uh, out in the rain, having a fucking miserable time. So no, not in a good mood. What's wrong with you today? Nothing. No, it's oh, been okay. snowing here. It's been snowing. Yeah, I've heard Essex uh, is snowing, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, so a little bit. I mean, the sun's out now. It's fucking freezing, and the heating's broke in my car. Mm, God. So, yeah, mixed reviews of, uh, of Friday so far. I've got to stand outside the toothbrush for five hours in minus oh, one tonight. That That's fucking shit. That has made my shit. whole day just feel so much better, knowing that you've got yeah. to do that. I was meant to be going to, well, I'm going to Norfolk tomorrow. I was going to take the camper. Um mm-hmm. Because uh, it's a big party and there's no room in the house. Well, that's what they've told me. Uh, and so I was like, just take your van, stick it on drive and keep me now. I was like, yeah, wicked, definitely. <laughs> I was driving in this morning. I was like, fuck that. No I've managed to find a hotel like where the party is for 56 quid. So I was like, probably would have spent that on petrol anyway. So fuck it. I'm going to have a little, uh, little hotel what sort room for myself. What you going to? Never you mind about what mm, party I'm going to in that yes. hotel room afterwards. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very sexy one. Um, we should shout, speaking of sexy, we should shout out our sponsors, um, Sexy Sire. Sexy uh, Sire. Sexy Sire. If you want to learn martial arts, uh, you want to know how to, um, on a cold day, um, literally smash someone's skull like it's uh, an icicle. You just need to learn martial arts, and uh, and you can do that by going to Southern Martial Arts. Um once you've uh, accomplished that, you know how to kill people, then why not start up your own class? And you can also teach other people how to kill people. You can do that at Southern Martial Arts. Go follow that on the socials. They're always tagged in our posts. Yes. Go give them a follow. Go give them a like. Um, and yeah, go learn some martial arts. Absolutely. And so, someone else who's killed a lot of people is our other sponsor, uh, Justin Price. Mm. How many Amy people has he got under his patio? I'm not sure. I'm not being funny. I think if there was a big hole in his garden at one of his house parties, I think a lot of people would probably get to about two hours and just throw themselves in the hole anyway because he's at a fucking different level of fucking doing your head in at So that we're point. going on. We're going to go on to say what podcast I hear in the start of January, right? Apparently what's so. A, what's Apparently a, what so. A, what a wonderful thing. It's been, lo- it's been highly anticipated. I can't wait to get on there. I love Justin. I think he's a wonderful uh, human being. Uh, I haven't met Tony yet. 
So I'm looking forward to um, meeting him. And uh, yeah, just it just being an absolute disaster. Yeah. But yes, well, if you haven't heard the, the Say year. What podcast, it's this but worse, would you say? Yeah, yeah. Imagine if um, someone just smoked a load of weed and then done this. That's that. Yeah, exactly. It's really good um, if you like shit things. Yeah. The Say What podcast, uh, uh, Justin Price, Big Papa J. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's in the new year, but before that, we've got Christmas. Mm. And uh, and the thing that comes with Christmas is Christmas hits. Mm. And uh, today's guest is no stranger to them. <laughs> it's, uh, no stranger. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Comeback on. Hello. Hi. Hello, How are you? I'm no stranger. And you said, don't be a stranger. So here I am again. Who Back. done, if only for tonight, don't be a stranger. I've danced to that hey, at many school discos. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> uh, that says it all, doesn't it? You said you danced to that at school discos. Yeah. I had slow dance. Oh, I probably had one slow dance to that at Pizzazz. Oh, like, God. Dina Carroll. There Dina you go. Carroll. Dina Carroll. Dina Carroll. Um, Dina Carroll. Yes. Absolutely. Cunt, welcome uh, back, mate. Have you literally, it feels like it wasn't that long ago. Since we had you no. on, it hasn't been. It's not been like a whole year, has it? And I've like a year's yeah. passed. Yeah, yeah. You know what's happened is we all get older, and then the years go quicker, mate. And it feels like less time in between me coming it, back on your podcast. It really does. It's Christmas signal. That's how. Yeah, pushing another. <laughs> what is it? Is is that what you're here to plug this time, Gun? Is it? Is it another low hanging fruit like? Uh, who, what, what, uh, <laughs> Boris is a prick. Who's Doris? upset you now, Cancer. Alan? Cancer. Oh, cancer <laughs> shit. We can all, if you agree, cancer shit, buy my record. Is that, is that what this one is, mate? Is no, that was, that was in the ideas poll, but that got, re- that got rejected at the final hurdle. <laughs> no, it's something different this year, Chris, actually. I don't know whether Stu's briefed you on it, but I'm not doing a Christmas single Ooh. this year because. Uh, you know, obviously the last few years, the campaign's been quite negative mm. and complaining about things. So what I wanted to do this year... Necessary, do... but yeah, I get it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's been fucking shit, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's been really fucking shit. Mm. And we're not out of that shit mm. this yet, but, you know, I just wanted to do something with a bit more of a positive message, but I couldn't really think of any ideas. <laughs> and then I heard a song by this band, The Crackpots. They're a mystery band. No one knows who's behind it. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, like Banksy or Kendo yeah, Nagasaki. Mysterious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's, yeah. you ain't got a clue who, who The Crackpots are then, basically. It's all, no, all top secret. Yeah. No, no I, don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, yeah, and this band, the Crackpots, has done this song, Proper Christmas. It's like a love letter to the Christmases of the late seventies, early eighties of our childhood, people our kind of ages, childhood, you know. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a nice, heartwarming, nostalgic Christmas song with a great puppet video that cost a couple of thousand pounds. That I hope mm-hmm. I'd imagine the band are hoping to recoup. <laughs> wow, well, they sound really invested in it, and you sound really invested in this band. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I've, You're I've doing a good a, turn. I've spoke about it on a few on a few different podcasts, and I know people are getting fed up with me every Christmas coming out like Bob Geldof, fronting all <laughs> fronting all the campaigns. You got to download this song, right? Well, this time you got to download someone else's song. Uh, that is, cra- yeah, so, that's yeah. brilliant. All Got about the creative the crack- jump there. All <laughs> about the, all about the crackpot issue. You've got to be secure in your own creativity to be able to push someone else's. Absolutely. 
So, um, come with a K. How are you spelling the crackpots if people want to go and find it? <laughs> what? How is he spelling? Do you mean how have they spelled? I I would ordinarily spell crackpot in the traditional way, C-R-A-C-P-O-C-K-P-O-T. Uh, yeah. But the crackpots mm. spell it with a K. Those, wow. Those crazy kids, I spell that with a K. With a K, head. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I sp- you know, I suppose it's easy to remember, isn't it? Because the cunts is spelt with a K, the yeah. crown jewels is spelt with a K, yeah. cunt and the gang is spelt with a K, and it's mm. easy for you to remember now because the crackpots have taken a leaf out of our book and they've spelt the crackpots with a K. Is that four Good Ks? On. Is that one better than the KKK? The KKK? <laughs> Excellent. That, that's that's like three blokes all done up in pillowcases <laughs> with their new with their new little recruit who's jo- <laughs> joining the gang. He, he, ain't, he ain't allowed his own Zippo yet. He's just got a, bo- he's got a box of safety matches. <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to hear more about the crackpots. And, and, and you know what, mate? We have had... Yeah, you can you can sort of like just get down in the dumps about it all. And actually that nostalgia, it, when you said that, I mean, early 80s, I mean, my memories of my Christmases were just the bollocks, you know, like the tinsel, the, just the bat, the tragic... Decorations, the blue tack that was going to forever stain the ceilings of everything, and that's cool with me. And yeah. like you know, even when I see little blue tack spots in people's houses now, I'm like, ah, oh, Christmas. The, yeah, the the nostalgic greasy spot of Christmas. <laughs> uh, my, mine was a bit different. Mine, you had to have like industrial thumbs because we didn't use blue tack. We used drawing pins, and you'd have to push them into that old eighties artex in the wall. Oh, and oh, it just, hell. <laughs> Anyway, look, the, the, as, as we've mentioned, um, Christmas is just around the corner. Um, we've been discussing the crackpots. Um, uh, I, I, we're presuming it's going to be a big hit. Um, uh, so I'm presuming while you're, you know, enjoying talking Christmas records, your top five is going to be something along those lines. Yeah. Um, uh, it is, yeah. Uh, well, what I was going to do was... On hearing that uh, Lad Baby, the sausage roll man, has retired from the Christmas number one. Uh, he's retired from the Christmas number one game. Uh, uh, yeah, at the height of his powers, after five Christmas number ones, he's, he's quit at the top. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to do the top five shittest Christmas number ones of all time. Uh <laughs> but I didn't know which one of Lair Babies to leave out for mistletoe and wine. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I I've, can't believe that fucking knobhead ain't fucking in the studio right now doing Fairy Tower New York. Oh, do you know what? He'll be back next year for it, won't he? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh, um, uh, do you know what? I, I, I wouldn't rule it out, but um, they, they showed... They did a big piece on the official charts website about you know all these Christmas chart uh, number ones and and uh, then they uh, right near the bottom they put the sales of each one and the one last year sold something like it was like sixty four thousand or so which was mm. half as many as the year before so you know it's the law of diminishing returns you can't yeah. go on forever can it yeah he doesn't need to because. Um... He must have a good job because I know before, you know, he must have got a new job when he was doing them singles because yeah. over the time that he's done them singles, he's made over a million pound, I believe, uh, in a company's ass uh, would would uh, attest to. He's become wow. a mil- he's become a millionaire whilst doing what, making st- charity records whilst doing stuff for charity. He's become a mil- he's coincidentally become a millionaire. <laughs> Him and his wife, mouth wife, 
are a pair of millionaires. Who knew? Because <laughs> normally when you do stuff for charity, you don't end up with a great big spa on the back of your house. But, no. you know... If it you do it the happen. right way, apparently you do. <laughs> it can happen these days. Yeah. The, the two, yeah, the two benevolence and personal game are no longer <laughs> at opposite ends of the spectrum. Well, look, we've been going for 10 minutes and you've already cunted off Lab Baby a few times. Um, what's going to be today's top five then? Well, I say I'm not going to spend this whole Christmas cunting off Lab Baby because I've decided in back in the back crackpots uh, with their proper Christmas yes. song. Uh, that you can find details out about at properchristmas.info. Oh, um, borisjohnson.info, I remember the cunts used. That, that's oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> it's so a it's... world. It's a, do you know what? Life would only be weird if there were no coincidences. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought in in this new positive train of thought that I'm in this, uh, this Christmas, um, I'd go for the top five... Great non-festive Christmas number ones because mm. we this. we already done top five Christmas number ones, didn't we? Nice. Another time, yes. And top five pastry-based products last year, I think we done. <laughs> so top what? five non-festive Christmas one. number ones. Nice top five, mate. What's your number five? Right, number five. Um, Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall. Down. That's not a festive song, is it? No. no. <laughs> no none of them are. That's what the list's about. She's get, she'll get it by the number one. Uh, He's like, I see the correlation. Is this in your but... notes and you're going to say that every time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would argue there's nothing less festive than a teacher getting his students and putting them through a mincer. Yeah. I mean, th- th- as soon as you say brick in the wall, you picture that video yeah. of them kids being put in that mincer yeah horrible what year what year was that cunt can you remember what rough, that, roughly I, I did have to have a look so i wasn't sure where it's 78 yeah. or 79 but i definitely remember this as as a kid that yeah. uh the the kids going through the mincer and it was 79 wow wow yeah that's yeah that's a that's an image isn't it yeah i, I mean I, I definitely fucking remember seeing that on top of the pops i can't believe that they would show that on top of the pops you yeah. know because of our careful Oh, but, I mean, is that just putting that nowadays values on it? You'd never yeah, see that. I'd, I'd say it's a bit of that, mate, definitely. I think it's the a BBC, bit of that. The BBC and Top of the Pops, I think all the time they're saying fucking to teachers to leave them kids alone. It's taking the eyes off of other people that should have been leaving them kids alone. <laughs> and now it's in the number one, probably. <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, if, if we knew what we know now. Yeah. Yeah, or presenters leave them kids alone. Yeah. <laughs> number Oi, one, number one. Yeah. yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, but let's not start fucking naming Nazis again. Um, so we'd be, like... all, we'd be here all day, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> do you like brick in the wall? Do you know what I do? Re- I do really fucking like it. I, I I I wouldn't say I'm the world's biggest Pink Floyd fan. I could probably name like less than half a dozen of their songs, mm. but. Uh, but yeah, I do really like that. I don't know whether it's a kind of nostalgic thing. I just just like it. Think it's a really good record. It felt a bit. It felt a bit sort of um, dangerous as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think just that because it's a heavy sounding song, isn't mm-hmm. it? And like just summer saying, "Hey, teacher, leave them kids alone." I mean, <laughs> when you were a kid, it was just like fucking hell. It, it, it was like fucking 
Grange Hill on fucking Angel Dust. It's pretty morose, it? It was like the whole song yeah. in it, really. It's mm. pretty yeah, drab, really, the message. Yeah. We don't need no education. We don't need no is it mind control or oh, thought control. control. Now yeah. dark sarcasm in the classroom. In the classroom, yeah. Oi, tarmac, leave them kids alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking... It's a fucking cracker, that is. Do you like it, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like a, a bit like kind of. Like, I, I like Pink Floyd. I, I've gone through a little, you know, like I went through a Doors phase, and like then, I, I you know, I, I'd struggle to then just stop reading off all the, all the tunes. Yeah, but you know, you would have been whacked out your fucking head when you was listening to Pink Floyd, wouldn't you, Chris? Uh, no, no, mate. I was off the, I was off the gear. I was off the stuff. By that point, <laughs> no, no, I was. Oh, yeah, oh, like I, I can oh. barely, barely remember those years. But yeah. Pink Floyd, um, yeah, uh, brick in the wall. I, like I don't rem- like I don't remember it in my youth at all. Like if it was getting played, it wasn't like pe- my ears weren't pricking up. So it weren't until well into my honestly my twenties really. I was I was more into Pink Floyd, and yeah, no, it's a it's a dope song. I had I didn't know cunt. I had no idea that was that was a Christmas number one though, mate. I didn't. No, I mean I I don't know if I, I don't know if I did. If I'm honest, I just went and looked at a list of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least the Christmas number ones, and that was. I, I remember it being number one, but I don't think I remember it being number one at Christmas. Because uh, like nineteen seventy nine would have been when I first started watching Top of the Pops, mm. and I don't have massive, massive memories of lots of stuff from them. But there's yeah. certain things that I know I saw as a kid then, yeah. you know, because they they definitely that kid, the teacher sticking the kids through the mincer and the the cartoon hammers yeah. kind of walking along, and the teacher yeah. kind of turns into an hammer and kind of whacks. Wax her now, doesn't it? But apparently, uh, whilst uh, while sort of reading up about it, it's a, it's a um, uh, like a metaphor for government's control over the people. No, <laughs> yeah, apparently, I don't do I met- say, metaphors. I, I just no, thought it was too, I just thought confusing. it was like a construction song. I thought it was just about a bit of an annoying teacher. Yeah, right. I thought it was exactly. about Nazis and building a wall, but you know. <laughs> Building a big, they, I've, I've long said they should do that. Is put all the Nazis <laughs> yeah. on the Isle of Wight and just build a big wall around it. Who are they going to announce? They're going to try and get it, out. This is the thing. I think any kids that get expelled from school and are problematic in society. What they have is they have a big, like, you know, like a big kind of soft play bouncy castle in the middle. Yeah. And any kids that are problematic, they just fly them over on a helicopter, release, <laughs> release them onto the bouncy castle. And then all the nonces are just running up <laughs> in, in their pants and vests with all stains down the front, pastry stains and that, just like trying to get their first. Comb overs, 70s comb overs. <laughs> Wow, Flying it's a bit like breeze, Escape from LA, LA, but yeah, Escape from LA, but very noncy. Escape from New York. Yeah. Wow. Escape, from, oh. escape from cows. <laughs> What's at number four, mate? Um, at number four uh, is, and I, I've, I've struggled with the top four because they're all kind of, any one of them could have been number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, number four, I've got the Human League, Don't You Want Me. Wow, I didn't even know that was a that was a number one either. That's a that's a favourite of yours, Stu, isn't it? That one. I knew it was a number one, but I didn't know it was a festive number one. Uh, I mean, it's it's a really good song, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's a great. Uh, that's a great, great. Uh, a sing-along song. That in a, a like a family do. Yeah. Like New Year's Eve, we we we'd sing that. You know, you'd belt that one out, and uh, I mean, it's got to be a powerful song for it to get number one. You know, you're going to be fighting against all the actual Christmas themed ones. 
Worthy. Well, God, worthy, yeah. Fucking brilliant. Is it, is it the best duet ever? Is it a duet? Yeah, it's a, it's a duet, isn't it? Yeah, even though it's not the human league featuring the girls, like, it is a back and forth song, like yeah. Fairy Tale in New York, but. Mm. As, yeah. as, as a duet, I'll be between a bloke and a woman. Or can it be between I'm, two fellas? I'm really bad with duets. We did this the other week and I got fucking panned. So I'm going to leave yeah. it to the expert over there. Stu, what? Can, is two, it... can, two, can two fellas do a, do a duet? Robson and Jerome. That's just a couple of fellas doing a song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, yeah, I've thrown my whole understanding of duets out the window. <laughs> so it's not, they, they have to be opposite sex. I, I don't know. Nah, I think I think it could be can, same can, sex. Uh, well, I mean, in twenty twenty three, you wouldn't get away with it now anyway. You'd have to be, you'd have to allow it. What did same sex. What did they do? I feel love. Yeah. I never think that as a duet. Though. It's more of a collaboration, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, are you saying if you're going to be two blokes doing a duet, you have to be gay? That's that is the rules. I just looked them up. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Ah, so that's why Robson and Jerome just a couple of fellas singing a song. Yeah, nothing that's going it. on here. We're just soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> that's been a long old tour, though, isn't it? <laughs> Lonely nights. <laughs> the lines oh, get blurred. <laughs> so, welcome back. We've just had to do a quick little edit because uh, Stu's uh, laptop is full of some full. grubby stuff. Mucky business, mucky, isn't it? Mucky, mucky, <laughs> So what do you know about the, the Crackbox video then? Oh, uh, so the video to proper Christmas by the Crackpots uh, is a uh, heartwarming, uh, nostalgic look back at like the old family Christmases uh, mm. by the medium of some uh, of some puppets. Oh, oh wow. Amazing. So they've had you puppets know, made speci- specifically for it then? Well, that dad puppets made principally to protect the identity of the band so that no one knew who mm. was behind it. Gotcha. Um, Clever. As I understand. As you understand. Um, and then that kind of became a, a sort of puppet video. So the, the video is kind of like all these little suburban vignettes of Christmases gone by with, you know, like uh, mum, dad and the kids doing their Christmas lists and, you know, like all, all, all sort of memories of Christmas past, you know, kids leaving out a mince pie and uh, and a glass of sherry for Santa and stuff like that. Um, and uh, then the, the family turn up on Christmas Day and there's always always a, an uncle who's a cunt. Uh, <laughs> and uh, granddad dozing off in the chair and the kids wrapping him up with tinsel and sticking a robin in his ear. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How all them kind of things. Oh, lovely. Did you ever ask him how long it took him to like, because doing puppets, that must have, uh, that's like an extra level of difficulty. If you ask the crackpots how long that, you know, would have taken to film. Doesn't sound like a, a one day shoot that. No, it was uh it, it was two it was two days of shooting uh with uh, a couple of new friends uh that they've made recently who make puppets Incredible. and uh yeah and then uh and then um uh, and then an extra day of just like little pickups <laughs> I, I know all this because and i wasn't meant I wasn't meant to say anything, but you no, got you yeah, got you sorry. got you, I'm sorry, you got you guys are me mates, and I know yeah. the Patreons. The Patreons yeah. are hardcore listening, sponsor minus shoes podcast. So mm. I know we're amongst friends, and I wasn't mm. meant to disclose this information. No. But yeah, but yeah, they did. They did. I did help them out filming the video with some space because I've got this shed at the end of the garden, gotcha. and there's a lot of space in there. And uh, the crackpots uh, all came round. Uh, I didn't see who they were. No, of course not. Because they were wearing masks yeah. of like all like grotesque animals. You know, like the videos where there's a load of blokes stood around a little kid. It's a lot. <laughs> it was sort of like that. But, no, I'm well. But, she just deleted a, lot, a bunch a of his laptop. A lot. <laughs> it was a lot less sinister than that. It was yeah. just like a bit of fun and a good time. So the, the puppet and a guitarist, like what does what does what does he look like? Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. Absolutely. Lionel Richie or you when you're drunk. <laughs> Face falling off my head. Yeah. <laughs> Melting Have off. you seen that? I mean you've you've referred to me as droopy a few times, Chris, <laughs> and it's not gone unnoticed. And uh <laughs> But uh, Cunt used to always say that, like, the more drunk I got, yeah. my face used to slowly fall off my head. Just slide, just slide off his head until he looked like Lionel Richie. Now, like, it's just right down yeah. here. But I think Lionel, Lionel Richie's had his face pulled back up on his head now. Yeah, he looks brand new again. Oh, I wouldn't say brand new. <laughs> he looks like a reconditioned Lionel Richie. <laughs> reconditioned leather Part sofa. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you got a number yeah, three? number three? Uh, number three, <clears throat> and I don't want to make Roy have a little cry here, but it is our song. Oh. Uh, Rolf Harris, Two Little Boys. I'll be honest with you, I love that song. Like, my dad I used to love, love that, that song. song. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really fucking lovely yeah, song, great isn't song. it? Great, uh, just a great sentiment in it as well. Great last last fucking verse. 
gets my fucking lip trembling a little bit. Oh. I mean, but but it's all the stuff that they've built up to yeah. before that because they give you the whole backstory, yeah, yeah. don't they? Before yeah. you kind of get to that, absolutely. And and, and you're you're already invested in it by then. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it, that it's sung by an evil knot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like when when we found out, one of my mates in particular, I literally like I'd already found out a bit earlier in the day, and when we told my mate, he was fucking in pieces. Not Ralph. I mean, like Tom. Yeah. Sorry, mate. <clears throat> Watching that documentary uh, that was on telly like a couple of weeks ago, like you realise like how horrible he was, like because you only see Ralph when he was mm. on. <clears throat> And he was lovely Rolf. And then, like, you hear all of these people sort of dis- depictions of, like, what he was doing and mm. and his obsession with fame and, you know, and that, what you know what he'd do to maintain it. Fucking great. Because we, we – I met him once with you, didn't I? Yeah. When we was in London. And, like, was we just walking along the street and see him? Yeah, it was, it was round by Leicester Square, wasn't it? We were yeah. on our way to the gas club, I think. And, yeah. And he, he just walked past. Yeah, he stopped, stopped him. He stopped and spoke to him, and, and I mean, like he he weren't in a rush to get away, was he? Like, I had a lot of time. How old was you? To stop and chat. <laughs> <laughs> but did, am uh, I right we, saying? I would say we were probably what nineteen, twenty, uh, twenty-one. But we did have one kid, one one of our mates mm. who looked like a small boy. Like uh, okay, Chris looked about twelve. Looked about mm. twelve. Mm. Maybe uh, that was what the yeah. uh, why he stuck uh, yeah. about. Yeah. Did you Rick. have your Did you have your twat t shirt on? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember him pointing, going, he, 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 yeah. <laughs> "Oh dear, we met him like serious problem." Met him at W H Smiths. He was doing a signing for a book about dogs or pets or something when he was doing these his pet stuff on BBC, and we went down there all dressed up and and had some pictures with him and like. He was proper fucking great when you was a kid, wasn't he? N- not for them kids, but like um, for most kids, he was the fucking best thing ever. And it is fucking horrible, isn't it? When like people that, you know, you've grown up watching on the box that you just think are fucking brilliant are just really fucking horrible cunts. Yeah. Tragic, um, I mean, it's, it's easy to say in hindsight, isn't it? But when, when you watch a documentary and you see him kind of, you know that thing where they get hold of a lady's hand and they kiss all up their oh. arm? Like... Anyone Pop. that does that, anyone that does that is a wrong one. <laughs> I think the only person who's allowed to do it is a Gomez from Adam's family. See, only and, and they were kooky as fuck anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. Who does man. that anymore? No do you think one. anyone ever done uh, 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 Yeah. There's Have no you one. ever that, done that, Chris? No. Back in your drug days. <laughs> so going on about my drug days. Um, they lasted a week. What a... Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, no. the, the wildest thing that I've done. Walk around a nightclub with your erection poking out of your trousers. Uh, no, the had wildest sex in that nightclub. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking some of that pals in comparison are just placing a I few tender so. kisses on an arm. I guess so, but like none of that, none of that feels as creepy as kissing up an arm. If you ask me, still walking put- around a nightclub with a full erection poking out of your trousers. <laughs> I'm just keen, mate. Do you know about this cunt? No, this is the first I've heard of it. Slipped out why, my pocket. Why don't you tell Cunt your story? Just quick, I'll give you the quick, I'll give you the sort of like the speed read version of it. In I might a, have some questions at the end of it. In a club, <laughs> kiss a girl. She's, no, this is a speed read. Not Where the was it? One. Sam's in Brentwood. Uh, Jukes. Kiss a girl. Right. Get dragged away from her. She had a mate with her. 
um, who I thought, you know, in my drunken state was also smiling at me. I get dragged away from them. Um, I'm dancing with my mates. Um, she at some point goes, oh, oh, I thought you might be gay or something. Uh, then later on in the night, I've had a few more drinks. I asked for my mate's car keys to his full Fiesta because I've made the decision I'm going to have sex with a pair of them. Um, I haven't spoken to them about that yet. I went into the toilet while I thought of, you know, you know, my plan of action on, on bedding these two girls, these two lucky ladies. Uh, it didn't involve things of kissing up their arms. I wish I had done that now. I mean, you was highly aroused at this point, wasn't you? Not yet. I mean, I started getting aroused in the toilet because I remember taking a slash and I didn't have any boxer shorts on. And I remember going, oh, my, my dick looks quite big today. At that point, it was just like, it just looked a bit, probably a little bit of a semi. Uh, didn't think much about it. I started walking around the club uh, trying to find this girl to proposition her. And I guess in my excitement of thinking about what, you know, obviously what was, a, a, to my mind, a done deal... <laughs> Uh, I finally met the girl on the stairs of the club uh, by the DJ stand. And I said, do you want me to prove I'm not gay? And uh, she grabbed her mate's hand and just ran off. What? What You said, do you want me to prove I'm not gay with your erection sticking I, out well, your Well, at that point, I didn't know my cock was hanging out my trousers or nor it was erect. And like, I, <laughs> as she ran off, as she ran off, I sort of like went, oh, fuck. And I turned around to me mate, Mark, who's behind me, and I just put my hands near my crotch and I rubbed against something fleshy and hard and I was like oh fucking hell and my, my cock was happened to be out my pants well yeah but you didn't have any pants on and I think no. that's after that's after the problem isn't it not wearing pants is where the problem all starts not washing enough <laughs> pants in the week is where that problem started yeah but yeah I think I think people that are too sexy for their own goods don't wear pants the Yorkshire Ripper <laughs> he used to wear that V-neck jumper, didn't he? He so, did. He, so do you know this, Chris? No. He, he used to wear. Uh, they they found they found on him uh, under his overalls a V-neck jumper that he'd fashioned to be upside down on his legs with the V at the front, so that he could just rip his overalls open and it was there ready. Much like happened to you in the nightclub that night. That is <laughs> no, no good comes from losing a layer between you and the general public. <laughs> that is sage-like advice, mate. Thank you. So did the did the real Ripper like invent crotchless knickers? Then he's he's ahead of his time. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he never he never managed to get his name on the patent. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Uh, uh, do you know what? There was something a bit rippery about the start of the "Don't You Want Me" video. Have you watched it lately? No, I can't remember it's, it. It's a car coming down a lane. It feels in the motor, isn't he? No, I don't think it's filling the motor. It, there's a car comes down the lane, then you see, uh, what's her name? With a, is it Joanne? The yeah. one with the dark hair? Yeah. Done up with too much makeup in a fur coat. The 80s. Uh, and, and tights in a lane. <laughs> in a lane. Yeah. Then the car pulls over and the door opens. Yeah. And you know, you think, oh, hello, is Sutty. Yeah. But, it's, but it's not. <laughs> to but your it's disappointment, not. it weren't. I mean, I don't think it would have been as big a hit <laughs> no. in the charts. It would have been very obscure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that was that was unacceptable in the 80s yeah, still. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know if they'd found him by then. Hmm. Hmm. 1981. Number two. 81. Right, what's number two? 
number two. Um, at number two, <clears throat> and this could quite easily have been number one, and the only reason it's not number one is because it's before I was born, so I don't remember it being Christmas number one. It's the Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Oh, That's good, isn't man. it? Again, I just didn't think... know it was a number one. That that might that that challenges that's might be my favourite Beatles song. There's like there's a couple of others that, that sort of like vie for it, but yeah, I fucking love that song, man. What what other ones uh, would would you Eleanor uh, Rigby uh, you... um oh, is yeah. the other one. That's the one that's the current one, I would say. Uh, that that has recently defra- in the last five years has dethroned uh Eleanor Rigby's hand. fucking great. Mm. Like Straw, like, I don't know. I really like We Can Work It Out. I think that's mm. really good. Like, I mean, We Can Work It Out is as cheerful as Ellen, Eleanor Rigby's Morbid, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. Morbid Dow song, isn't it, Eleanor Rigby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I, got a, I bought a seven-inch, and it was one of them ones, like, in them sort of green sleeves that they reissued, where you get, like, uh, both sides was, like, a, a cracking Beatles song. Oh, and, I know, yeah. Uh, and I've yeah, uh, we can work it out. It's a double A with um, uh, Day Tripper, which is another fucking cracker. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, that's a fucking five part podcast talking about great Beatles mm. records because there's no shortage no. of them. Is there? Um, what, what I like about one of old Durand is it, it it don't muck around, does it? it no, it, it, there's about two lines yeah. and you're in the chorus. Absolutely. And like they they had a great uh, sort of comprehensive way of getting you know giving you a decent verse but just getting straight at the chorus yeah so i've just looked up um beatles number christmas number ones um that was an actual single we can work it out was the b-side of day tripper on the actual release Uh, and it was a christmas number one in 1965 yeah that was a christmas number one too as was i feel fine um yeah wow Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. John Morton knows uh, all this. John's at, John's at home going, yeah, yeah. I know that. I've got that time. Uh, right. Um, what, are you, um, what are you reading there, Stu? I'm just, just looking at Christmas number ones. Um, I think I know what your number one is. Uh, just looking I, I did, at the list. I, I did just want to say uh, something about... Um, I want to hold your hand. He's kind of... No one does it anymore, do they? They're, like the world has moved on from holding hands, hasn't it? A little bit. A little well, bit. Ch- no, nah, it's all choking and gaping arseholes now, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Spitting down that bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I wonder if in 30 or 40 years people will be going, oh, no one spits on a bum hole anymore. <laughs> no, nah, it'll all go full circle. Everyone's- people will be caught in holding hands again. It all goes full Everyone's circle. Everyone's gag reflex will come back. <laughs> Can you remember the first time you held someone's hand? Oh, not your mum and dad's. Yeah, yeah. I still hold hands with Molly, which I quite like. Uh, yeah. Just stop her running off. 
in a public place, <laughs> usually. Um, I remember going on a date and trying to hold a girl's hand and she weren't into it. And I was just like, I was way too key. <laughs> I was like, fucking, what an idiot. Uh, yeah. How about you, mate? Can you remember the first time? Other than your mum and dad's, other than cunts, who, who else? Used to have held hands. Don't even, don't even tell me. You We've done a lot more than that. <laughs> I've spat down his gaping <laughs> arse a few times. That's an horrible image, isn't it? Hurry up, I'm getting cramped. <laughs> it's only a horrible image because you ask her to hold a fucking mirror by by his face so you can watch him do it. I was oh, filming it disgusting. anyway. I could have just shown, could have just showed him later. <laughs> Why are you waxing your arsehole? Trump coming over tonight, is he? Yes. <laughs> what are you still doing there? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to beatbox a higher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Well, look, before you get me on number one, have you got any honourable mentions? Yeah, I have, actually. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Benny Hill's Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West. <laughs> was it? That was Christmas uh, number know. one. But... Uh, that was in the old days when you could do a kind of, you know, a, a novelty comedy song mm. and it sort of be all right. Yeah. Mm. It's cracking. Not, not a mention, not a mention of pastry inside. No, no, no pastries. <laughs> it, it, it was all dairy goods. See, dairy goods were funny in the 60s. <laughs> it's pastry now. Yeah, it's pastry. It'd it be, just goes to show, doesn't yeah. it? It all goes in cycles, though. Yeah. What's, 30, 30 years' time, there'll be a Christmas number one about yoghurt. I've just, I've just seen in 1957, uh, Harry Belafonte had a number one with Mary's boy child. I did not know that that was a cover. Was that the same Mary's boy child? I'm presuming. I'm presuming. Like uh, that's a that's a catchy song, isn't it? Mary's boy child. Yeah. If you hear that. That, I, I don't even know. I can't even remember that. How's that one go? Mary's, Mary's boy, boy child, child Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Hark now hear the angels sing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I uh, I had a little um, trip down a bony M hole uh, when I was... Uh, <laughs> Back to <little>. holes. <laughs> 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 you need to watch that on YouTube to get the benefit while we're laughing. I'm just spitting down a bony hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do you like bony M? Have you heard? I don't know. Are you allowed to say Brangel in the ring anymore? I don't know. Uh, it, but that, that, that's a that's a niche porn site, <laughs> right? Have you have you have you heard that lately? No, I no. haven't heard it lately. I, I was sick to death because I always used to play that in mobile discos. Right? Yeah, it's fucking great. And I, I think I think lots of this. So I, I would never say I like Boney M, and I would never go and listen to Boney M. But whenever I hear any of them, they're just really. Fuck, they're really melodic and well constructed, mm. and just nice sounding pop songs. Daddy Cole's fucking, fucking and great. They've got loads of them. Rasputin is quite yeah. urgent, uh, urgent and purposeful, yeah, it is. isn't it? 
I, I remember that sort of scared me. Like Pink Floyd's Brick in the Wall. Yeah. You mean like Rasputin? It was on some compilation my mum and dad had. I remember thinking like, and my dad sort of telling me a bit about Rasputin. I was thinking, Jesus, like he sounds fucking terrifying. He was Russia's greatest love machine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he sounds fucking great. Uh, yeah. Hey, that, that, that melody as well, that... Uh... It's kind of, sort of slightly sinister Tetrisy mm. kind of melody, isn't it? And you had the bloke from Boney M just doing weird kind of like dancing, like in like yeah. a kind of with a fake beard on. It looked really fucking odd. Like, he, and he didn't sing any of the vocals, did he? The bloke. I think the bloke's vocals were all done by the producer. That's right. He was. He didn't actually sing on anything. Apparently, that that bloke from Boney M. He had a nice little number, didn't he? Well, he'd, he'd, t- he'd just turn up, mime along, and then na- nail all the birds. Yeah. Happy days a in dream. the ring. Um, uh, other little uh, honourable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, um, I, oh, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely remember my mum and dad buying Mullikin tie by wings. And I remember like that being on a lot at home. I haven't Sorry, what was that? Years. It sounded like a takeaway order. Like Mullican Tyre, uh, I believe it was where yeah. Macca ended up living uh, uh, in right, Scotland right, when he uh, settled right, down right, with Linda. Right. Got, yeah. <clears throat> I hate Mullican. I always hated Mullican Tyre. Have you you got kind of nostalgic feelings for it then, with it being interlinked with your family memories? I don't think I've got like, I don't think I've heard it probably since then. I remember there being like a bagpipe solo at the end, like well, not a solo, but like a load of fucking bagpipes chiming in. Is there I'm, a worse instrument than the bagpipes? I don't no. mind a piper. Really? Oh, whenever I whenever I hear them, I just want to ram them up whoever's playing them's <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> and and that'd be pretty easy because they've got one layer less, like Chris in the nightclub that night. <laughs> oh fucking hell! And then Mary's boy child went to number one for Boney M in '78. Right. Uh, 1980, Chris, you won't... I don't know if you remember this. Some, of course the, I will. I was zero. School choir. There's no one quite like grandma. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not that year. I was like two months old, but yeah. 100% you bought, you, you bought that for your nan, didn't you? Yeah. You and then fucking like, creep. Yeah, and I, and I bought Granddad knows. by Clive Dunn for my granddad. Oh, like, suck up. Yeah. I remember sort of sitting there just like, while well, my nan was getting a bit teary listening to... Grandma, we love you. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, I'm fucking great. Um, you thought you thought you were going to get a big fat. That wasn't altruistic, was it? No, you, not you at were, all. You, no. were, you were you were planning a fucking pool in the back of your house from Absolutely. that. From that, <laughs> from that <laughs> <room>. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Uh, flying pickets. We've got to talk about that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you okay. two can. You might as well be making these up now. No. Flying flying pickets, you, know it. You, you know that. You know Yazoo song, Only You. Oh, yeah. It was done It was done by a male in their 40s and dressed up in uh, donkey right. jackets and stuff, like a, a cappella style. Yeah. And you know, the- butter, 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 I'm struggling with Only that You's one. a fucking perfect record. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the the main singer from um, the Flying Pig, he's got become an actor, and he's in. Uh, he was he was the sort of one of the lead characters in Twin Town. Do you remember Twin Town, Chris? Yeah. Reese Iphens, like about the fucking yeah, yeah. Feeling as in Wales, so yeah. 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 You know the bold one. Yeah. 
I think was he called Spike? Fucking yeah. hell, he looks terrifying. I'm looking at pictures. Oh, he's, he's proper hills have eyes, isn't he? Mate, he's <laughs> he, honestly hills have eyes. He's got it all over him. Yeah, Jesus well, Christ. I went to see um, I went to see Terry Edwards one time. I suppose this must have been like early late eighties, early. I think it was probably like early nineties at the Crypt in Deptford, which was like this little venue under a church, and he was in a support act that were kind of like poets with all this kind of weird music going on and he had leggings on and he he wasn't sorry he's very on topic for this podcast today but he wasn't wearing any <laughs> pants underneath and you could see the the full outline of his shaft oh, and, be- wow. and, and bellend and <laughs> i've got to say it was a reasonable size that's, um, that's why i did it he needed a now he needed a pen, especially if you're getting up performing. It was distracting from what he was trying. I don't remember any of his poems, but I remember that. I remember the shape of his cock. <laughs> Look at his <it>, stalk. <laughs> Spike stalk. That difficult second album. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your number one? My number one is. Can you guess what it is? I can. Yeah. I've got a, uh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But, yeah, go on. Do you, do you want me to just say? Go for it. Uh, it is the Pet Shop Boys uh, always on my mind. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I didn't have that. So, yeah, fair enough. Oh, great shot. Great, great tune. I'm not the biggest Pet Shop Boys fan. I know Stu is, and uh, and clearly you are, cunt. I, I'm, a, I'm a fucking enormous Pet Shop Boys fan. Um, I just think... They had they had sort of dis- they had disco influences and obviously like the synth pop stuff and yeah. like Italo house influences. Yeah. But the Pet Shop Boys couldn't have come from anywhere apart from England. They're just so their music is so English in its uh, you know in every fucking fibre of its makeup. And I just love that. I love that about them, and I love the sort of the, the dry humour. But I also think you know they make clever clever music, but it's still got a real heart. And you know, and and um, uh, and passion to it. It's not cold and dry and mm-hmm. uh, and distant. I just I just really like their stuff, and I think they write fucking cracking songs. And I think through their through their imperial period, then you know, they've probably like the first three albums. They wrote you know like probably like half a dozen out of my you know top fifty songs ever. Uh, I just really really fucking That's love amazing. Them. I mean, this song's a it's beautiful. This song. Love, lovely lyrics and yeah, yeah I, I definitely but, softened but, but some. They, did, they didn't write. They didn't write. Did, did they? they not? Oh no, so, it's, it's an Elvis, it's an Elvis it's, song. Oh, is it? Oh, of course it is. Fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah of it's an it absolute is. fucking banger. And it's like, how do you take that kind of ballad and like as soon as you add that, it's just fucking epic. Like. When, yeah, I mean, they finish with that quite a lot. Um, I know when they've done Glastonbury, they finished with that, and it sounded fucking amazing. Like, what a fucking tune. What's your favourite Pet Shop Boys lyric? I don't know, actually. Um, the, the one that always springs to mind is, it's not my not favourite song, but there's a lyric in So Hard that says, uh, I'm always hoping you'll be faithful, but you're not, I suppose. We've both given up smoking because it's fatal. So whose matches are those? <laughs> and I think, like, if you want to talk about like dishonesty mm. and mistrust in a relationship, they've said it. They've said it all with just a really small thing and said yeah. it really eloquently. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. That's a. Go fucking on, Shoe. What's yours? Oh, yeah. Anything on rent. 
the whole of the lyrics to Rent fucking just fucking break me in half. I think it's fucking. I love Rent. I think I think that might be my favourite. Yeah. Are you familiar with Rent, Chris? Not off the top of my head. I mean, if you guys want to give me a little uh, little sample of it, though, you definitely know it. You definitely know it. Like, of course, just I love you. You pay my rent. Like, it's fucking. It's a big, big hit. Like. Yeah, oh, it's fucking great, Ren. Yeah, I, I probably do, but yeah, it's not coming straight to my head. As I say, like, I've, I, I think just you <coughs> browbeating me about Pet Shop Boys over the issues made me soften my opinion on them more. I think when I was younger, I was like, as soon as I got into music, I was listening to a lot of aggressive rap. And I think when my mates were listening to Pet Shop Boys, I was like, these are shit. And then as I got older, I've been like, no, there's there's a lot of melody to a lot of their stuff. But yeah, I don't I don't know their back catalogue at all, mate. I'm not going to, I ain't going to lie. Stuart's browbeating me over the years with a lot of things. And it the Smiths, sends probably. Me the, it usually sends me the other way. <laughs> like, he, he just tried to ram R.E.M. down our, our throats for fucking years, like, you know, our sort of early teens and early 20s. Yeah. And he just put everyone else off them because he kept going on about them. Absolutely, so they were. And every, genius. Oh, and every, every time you got in his car, he'd, he'd be playing you like 15 seconds of one song and 15 seconds of another. <laughs> Fast forward it onto the next one. No, no, you no it's this one. It's this one. The, the function only had fast forward on that, that <laughs> cassette player in my car. Yeah. Fast forward um, all the way, turn it over. It's weird our, um, as you start to get to the, the, the millennium, the fucking X Factor started mm-hmm. and then it just dominates, doesn't it? From fucking Girls Aloud to fucking Shane Ward, Leona Lewis, Leon Jackson, Alexandra Burke, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Matt Cardle, fucking Sam Bailey, I don't know, Ben Haino is, I presume it's an X Factor. I might have just been really offensive to him if it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, fucking that remake of Mad World that was in Donnie Darko, mm-hmm. that was Christmas number one, wasn't it? Was oh, that, yeah. Did they have anything Gary to Jules. do with that, though? Or was that just a bit of an out of the blue? I think that was just a fucking random one, wasn't yeah. it? I think, like... I don't know if it was just because it was on Donnie Darko and radio picked up on it. I'm not sure. Yeah, oh, yeah that I was think crazy. They... That was the birth of MySpace around then, wasn't it? I remember. Mm. Yeah. There, there's an argument to say that there has maybe only been one or two good Christmas number ones since the 90s. Mm. I mean, actually, when when you uh, and when you look back... 1989 Band Aid, oh, well, 1988, fucking, maybe the Pet Shop Boys was the last great Christmas number one. You got, after that, you got Mistletoe and Wine, the Stock Aitken and Waterman, Do They Know It's Christmas, fucking Saviour's Day, Bohemian Rhapsody because he died. Oh, Whitney Houston, I will always love you. I mean, you can't fucking argue with that, really. Mm. I, I don't like it, it's slop, but, you know, you can't <laughs> argue with it, can you? Mr. Blobby, I'll oh, stay, stay another day. Props to that. Jackson's Earth song, which is just fucking vile. Three Spice Girls, just fucking get in the bin. Westlife. <laughs> Bob Bob the Builder, fair play to him, he puts the shift in. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably probably, you know, the only the only good one this this century, apart from killing in the name of, which was, you know, a a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. Girls girls allowed soundly underground, which I think is reasonable. It was, like it was the right first tune, wasn't it? I've got to say, I thought that was, they came out pretty strong with that. I like a few of theirs. I think they've got some crackers. But, you know, right. when you think of, when you think of the team they had behind it and the money that was fucking spent on it and Can't and the t- and the TV promotion they had 
before yeah, they like released eight, the single. Eight, eight weeks run up to it. But then that's it. Like you say, they'd found it, it the secret good, to dominate in the charts. And I guess that's why, like, my favourite is probably the Rage Against the Machine one of recent times, just because of what it did. Just because it was a fuck you to basically what was happening to, to yeah. our charts and, and the destruction of them, really. And it still is yeah. now a bit, just a bit weird. So, uh, well, yeah, go on, shoot. Well, well, I guess we just opened out at the, um, what are they called? The crack pots? The, cra- the crack pots, yeah. Mm. C-R-A-C-K. No, that's, it's with a K, remember? Okay, right. Okay. Uh, and you can find out about that at, was it borisjohnson.info? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go on BorisJohnson.info now and just send it to the crackpots to do them a favour. Yeah, uh, help your mates proper, out again. That's properchristmas.info. It's just a just an old fashioned Christmas song. Wonderful, and so it'll be on all the usual places. You can stream it on Spotify, and you can buy it from wherever you buy your downloads. Yeah, but Amazon, iTunes, it'd be on Spotify, and it, if you buy it as a download, that counts as much as a hundred streams. Um, so. If, if you're able to download it, please go and download yeah, go it. it. And, yeah. and they're, they're, all the links and that will be on properchristmas.info, apparently. And that'll, and, that'll uh, really help those guys out, won't it? So that's a really nice well, thing you're doing, cunt, honestly, in a, mate. in a lot of ways, you know, it's not just about helping the crackpots out. It's about helping the country out because we've had some bleak times in the yeah. last few years, you know, just being force-fed. Like, we've all just been laying there with someone holding our mouths open, just getting teabagged with sausage rolls. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is just something that's nice. It's a proper Christmas song. Yeah. Love Mate, it. I love it. I can't wait to listen to it. And I can't wait to see the video. When's the video out? What date? The video will be out now by the time this oh, podcast, podcast comes out and the single comes out on 8th of December. Fantastic. We'll have all the links well, then in the, uh, in the episode information. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Well, wish the Our lads pleasure, if you mate. see them all the best. And uh, I probably and... won't. I mean, I, I wouldn't know them if I. You, I could. I could yeah. walk past them in the street. I wouldn't know. No one knows. No. Right. No one knows. Right. How many? How many? How many are you in the crackpots? Four. Well, how many was in uh, the cunts? Hold on a minute. Uh, me, Carl, Robert, Johnny. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, four. Yeah. Like I say, there's a lot of the Beatles had, like, but, you know. Yeah, life would be weird if there were no coincidences. Exactly. Properchristmas.info. Dot info. Cheers, Carl. Oh, cheers, Carl. Cheers, Roy. Cheers, Chris. <laughs> it's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. <laughs>